On this week's episode, UFC bantamweight Adrian Yanis joins the show. Adrian and I talk about his time at the Dana White Contender Series, his victory, and spending time with family after that big W. So uh, let's get into it. Well, speaking of uh, having more fun, come October 31st, Aaron Phillips. What do you know about the guy, man? And yeah, I just know he's a stand-up fighter. Uh, he's gotten he's gotten beat by. Uh, he's lost every single one of his UFC fights. Uh, you know, and I'm just here to give him his walking papers, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to give him his walking papers. Welcome to another episode of Punch This Podcast. I am with UFC bantamweight Adrian Yanez. How you doing, my friend? Man, I'm doing real good, man. I'm I'm super blessed, man. I'm still on cloud nine from this whole from this whole thing, man. I'm still on cloud nine. Man, I feel good saying that UFC bantamweight. Damn, you did it, Adrian. Yeah, it, it it's been a long time coming, man. I've been grinding for a long, long time. I uh, it, it all just came down to one night, and I was able to, you know. Uh, succeed with flying colors, man. It's just still on cloud nine for him, man. Still on cloud nine. So how's the victory lap going so far? Well, right now, it's been a lot of food. Nice. <laughs> a lot of food, just uh, getting to chill with my family, because uh, that's one thing I, I haven't been able to do as of recently because of uh, with all with everything going on with COVID and everything. I wanted to make sure that I, I didn't lose my spot on the Dana White Contender Series. You know, just, you know, you didn't know who who went around who, and if you tested positive, you know, that that might have got you off the card. So yeah. I stayed away from everybody and everything. So i just been around. Once the fight was over, I've been around to start seeing family, man, because that's one thing that I missed out of this whole training camp. Who was the first one you saw? Ah, uh, man, it was it was just as soon as I got home, like, it was my mom, my girlfriend, everybody. Nice. Yeah, everybody was there. Was like, and then after that, I went to my girlfriend's mom's house, and after that, we started seeing all the other family. I went to my mom's side. Uh, then after that, then after that, it was like work. And then actually, I didn't even get to see everybody all all, all full because that next that next weekend, I was already flying back off to Vegas again. All right, for Jacob's fight. I was flying flying back off to uh, for to Vegas for Jacob's family uh, Jacob's fight, and then just yesterday, I was with my my friends and family. Uh, last night, you know, having fun, you know, playing some games and everything. We even rented a a, a, a slip and slide, one of those big ones, those inflatable ones. Bro, did I can't do that anymore, man? Did you do it? Yeah, yeah, I did it, man. I was going, I was, <laughs> I was having fun, with it, man. We had the inflatable ones, so like, yeah, the water spray. Oh, oh yeah, it was, it was fun. I love it. Agent, you reminded me of the time when uh, my pops bought me like slip and slides every summer, dude, and it was one of those old school ones. So like, you would run and then your belly would like grind up against the. The slip and slide, then you roll up in the grass, and you have like these big old like belly burns. I can't do those, oh. man. Yeah, no, we had the we had the inflatable one. That, like, oh, you went, you went, yeah, you went next level. Oh yeah, yeah. We're, I was actually trying to talk them into renting one of those. Uh, one of the ones that had the slide attached to the uh, the slip and slide attached to like another big slide where you had to oh, climb nice. up down the slide. I'm trying to talk them into it, but. Uh, they know I'm a little bit crazy, so they're like, "Yeah, let's 
let's just keep you on, on one of these regular ones because you might get injured because you know, you might be trying to jump off the top of it, man. Uh, Adrian, those so, are fun, man. I remember uh, just running up, running up them, and then throwing like my nephew on top of the. You know, you, you roll up the the ladder, and then you get your little one, and you just throw them off, and you see them just tumbling down into like the oh, splash yeah, area. Yeah. It's fun, man. I love it, man. I, I I wish I wish we got it, man. But at the same time, I had fun with what we had. Next time, next time. Well, that's good. Yeah, so how was the vibe, man? Going and seeing the family, you know, um, knowing, you know, that they everyone millions saw you, you know, just what three weeks ago, and just, just describe the vibe to me, man. Like going and seeing the family again. Man, it was great because I, I sensed I, I sensed the sense of like everybody being proud of me. You know, yeah. uh there's that like that feels good. You know, feeling like I, I went out there and because uh, I've had that sense of uh, you know, not like I I felt the sense of like people being proud of me, you know, for doing for doing what I do. Uh, but also like whenever I lost, like there's there's a different sense of like people being proud of you like everybody's like man you went out there and you tried you know and everybody's still proud of you for putting it out there on the line uh but whenever you win like the sense of pride that they get and being able to be like that's like i'm related to this guy this guy's my family and everything like the sense of pride they have is like it's so much bigger and like it's 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 cool man just seeing just seeing your family be looking at you and just being like in amazement because you went out there and you followed your dream and whenever you, you accomplish it, you know, the sense of pride that your family has, it's, it gives you a sense of pride and being proud that you came from this family and all that stuff, you know? So it, it's, it felt really nice, felt really good, you know, just making my rounds and just seeing everybody, how, how genuinely everybody was happy for me and everything. And man, it was, it was actually pretty cool because on my mom's side of the family, they, they made me some uh, flan cake, the flan oh, cake. Nice. And, and they put my picture, like they somehow got a picture of, uh, an edible picture of me and put it on top of the flan cake. And then they had a whole bunch of small popsicles that all different, that had, all had like pictures of me on them. And I was just Where's like, this at? Oh, hey, I'm, give them a plug, man. That's crazy. Dude, I, I gotta, I gotta find, I gotta find the, uh, the, I gotta find out who they went through because supposedly, man, uh, that. My mom was telling me a story about how she got screwed over by uh, some people that were doing a quinceanera. Uh, man, if I like, whenever I find them, man, I'm gonna find out their information. I'm gonna put them up there, man, because like they, yeah, post them up, man. Yep. Because they did they did a phenomenal job, and they're, the flan too, man. It was it, it tasted amazing. I had that that was some of the best flan I had. Like they got screwed over by uh, people who said like they wanted them to do flan for the 15 and everything. She did everything. Uh, she made so much and. She made so much, and uh, like soon she took it over there. I guess the person who was running it was like, "No, that's not how I want it, so I'm not paying for any any of it." And oh, kind of screwed man, over it that way. Yeah. So, you know, once I find out who, like, once I find out find out who uh, who the person is, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout them out because, man, I like how what what she did with that and how good it tasted. I was really impressed, and man, I, I would really want for to push them because they're amazing. Do you think this is out? Do you think they're out of Houston? Yeah, I know, uh, Houston. yeah, Houston. Yeah, because I was thinking maybe San Antonio because we're not too far from you, and we got people that can design like Ginobili in your hair, man. You know, with clippers. Oh, so I'm yeah, thinking yeah. like I wonder if maybe you pulled some <laughs> somewhere, uh, you know, some old lady, some you know, some Thea, you know, working at the bakery here in San Antonio. But yeah, once you find out, man, um, post them up. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Nah, she, the, it was great. It was good food, man. Like they literally got a picture of me and just pushed, put put me on top of the flan. Like it, it was, it was, it was real nice. They and she did it pretty, quite fast. Mm-hmm. From what I from what I was told, she did it quite fast. So once I find out, I'm pushing them. So I know you mentioned carrying that pride. You know the vibe going into you know your family and and visiting them and taking that pride and 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 going with it into Las Vegas. Explain to me the feeling. Let's go back in time, Adrian. Let's go back in time, man. Three weeks ago, smelling the air, the leather on the on the gloves, you know, walking in, the, the AC, you know, Dana White to the right of you. Explain to me the uh, the scene, man. Man, it, it was it was real crazy, man, because I had no sense of like nervousness whatsoever. Walking in there, man, I I felt calm. I honestly it was the it was a surreal experience to me. I was just it was just one of those things I walked in and just already had already had a lot, all my gear on and everything. I had my fight shorts. I like I, I I go to the I go to every fight already dressed up, already dressed up in my fight gear, like and everything. Shorts on, everything. And then whenever I and then whenever I got there, I just smoked the gloves and I was like, ooh, this is a good smell. Mm-hmm. Like I started padding on the gloves, man. I felt how nice they felt. I just remember just being like, man, it's gonna be a good night. It's gonna be a real good night, and just looked over at my coach and just told him, "It's like this is where I changed my life." And then I looked over at my brother and I was, I just looked at him and just, just told him, "It's like, man, this ain't going all three. And then after that, we just were relaxing, warming up. And then whenever they called my name to go, man, I was, I was so relaxed and so calm. I remember just walking, walking to the cage and just, you know, just knowing that I felt I belonged there and knowing that once I stepped into that cage, I was changing my life. So once that bell rang, all bets went out, went out, you know, and I had like no care in the world for my opponent across from me. And as soon as I landed that, that combination that dropped him, I knew this, this was going to be it. Like I just went after him. And whenever I, whenever I hit him with those last shots, I just knew, like, I just knew it was like, he was done. Then seconds right after it, man, I was just walking around. And then it just all finally, like, it was like, like, the, like you had no care in the world. But then once you finish your task at hand, you kind of realize it took a lot for me to get here. And that all kind of hit me in just one fell swoop. Like, they didn't show on the ESPN, but I just remember just, just walking around and just being like, fuck, I did it. And I'm fucking collapse I, I, I collapsed on the ground I'm just laying there there's a picture of me laying down yeah I saw that yeah, yeah so that that definitely like that was me after I collapsed like and I'm gonna post it up soon but UFC, UFC Española actually captured me falling like like me just like collapsing on the ground and I believe I said fuck I did it and I just let <laughs> like just fucking just clash it looked like I got knocked out but I just just dropped and I'm just sitting there just like looking up at the ceiling just being like oh man this is this this is this is it I it just felt felt amazing and the neat thing about it Adrian is that left man I mean that's what rocked him and the fact that your pops was a southpaw how uh how surreal was that man because I think to me that was the shot that really got him man that 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 was really to me was I, I've always like my dad would always tell me it's like 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 man, your left hook's good, and I always thought my overhand was good. But my dad would always told me my left hook, my left hook is good. Uh, my dad was a southpaw. 
uh, he that was a strong hand, and yeah, like to me, I I found symbolism in that. Mm-hmm. But then also too, my dad would always tell me of gancho, you know, the hook, you know, right. when you throw that, when you throw it, man, it it's tight. And my dad always told me he's like always told me instead of like everybody likes to throw their hook with their uh, with their palm facing their opponent, he's like, no, make your palm face the floor, you'll get more torque out of it. And that's how I always throw. And so whenever I threw it and I landed it that way, man, I just it just hit so much more harder. And I just remember just looking after he hit the floor and just seeing him pop back up. I was like, I'm finishing him. And yeah. the fact that I had, I didn't realize it at the moment, but once I, I – my last finishing sequence, I started off orthodox, but I changed my angle into southpaw. So that's another thing that I look at. I was like, that was really good symbolism for me too. Yeah. Well, speaking of, in terms of you, uh, you know, knocking out Brady Hahn, um, 30, 39 seconds, man. Fifth fastest knockout in uh, Dana White Contender Series. Man, hey, I, I I really love that I got, you know, right now I'm in the history books on the Dana White Contender Series, man. I, I'm in the top five in the top five, man. I'm really hoping no one else takes my place. But yep. if anybody's going to take my place, I, uh, we got my training partner coming up, uh, Leonardo Martinez. Oh, uh, yeah. if, if anybody – Mine boy. If anybody's gonna take that spot, I wouldn't mind it being Liamana, man. But I am not gonna lie. I am I, I have been using it as a little bit like messing with messing with my teammates like Jacob and Leo. Uh Jacob and Leo being like, Hey, like, dude, I got I did it in thirty nine seconds, man. Let's see if I did top it. In seconds. So well they they it's funny because I, I, I talk a little bit more more uh shit to Jacob just because Jacob's a uh yeah, like at the gym. he's a character, man. He's, he's, <laughs> He likes to get on. He likes to talk shit just for the fun of it, man. So I yeah. need to go back and forth. Uh, so like this time around, because uh, him and Leo, they were both Fury champs, and I went to go fight for LFA to get that belt, uh, mm-hmm. but that didn't happen. So it was always like a little bit of a shit talking of, of of Jacob being like, "Yeah, but we got the belts," and I was like, "Oh, you know." <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, uh, so. The three-headed monsters, man. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so. yeah, speaking of Leo Mana, man, his fight's coming up in about two weeks. So how's oh, training? Yeah. That, I know you're out there with the boys. You know, speaking of Jacob, that his last fight, just what last week was, man, dude, I don't have any more fingernails. <laughs> that, was, that was an intense fight. It was a tough fight, man. It was a really tough fight. He fought a really tough opponent in uh, Jeffrey Molina. That kid's tough. Uh, I, Man, me looking at it, uh, I, it might just be because I'm not like I'm really super biased, mm-hmm. but I felt like Jacob took that first round and the third and the round. Third. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So I, I felt it should have been Jacob on, on the winning side, but I'm, but at the same time, I can take a look at it and see what the judges are looking at and just kind of just take a look and be like, I can see what they're looking at. I see why they gave, gave the fight to Jeffrey, but looking at it, I really think Jacob won. Uh, but you know we have we have judges that are incompetent because two judges had it thirty twenty seven. I could state the case for a twenty nine twenty eight Jeffrey, but I can't state the case for a thirty twenty seven Jeffrey man. Yeah, that that shocked me. Yeah, yeah that shocked me big time. Two thirty twenty sevens to me is ridiculous. Uh, even Dana White came to the back and was came to the back and talked to uh, Jacob and was like, no, whoever judges that scored it thirty twenty seven, they're complete idiots. So you know that. Even you even got the boss man saying it was twenty nine twenty eight. Whether he thought it was for Jacob or whether he thought it was for Melina, he he at least gave Jacob a round. Uh, Jacob one round when these judges who are incompetent, you know, scored at thirty twenty seven. 
It was definitely either a 29-28 uh, for Jacob or Jeffrey, whichever way you scored it and whichever, whatever you're looking for. Yeah. The thing, too, is I know Dana mentioned, you know, we're watching just as, you know, from a fan's perspective, because you're there in the middle of it, you know, hearing him and hearing how he's talking up Jacob, you know, and yes, he lost, but I still felt he won in a sense that, hey, listen, it's just a matter of time when he gets that contract, honestly, Adrian, let's be real. You know, let's oh, be real. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. Well, he had, uh, I was actually, you know, it's actually very, very funny is that Nick Maynard, he's the uh, UFC matchmaker for LF, uh, he was the, he was he the was, yeah. owner of Legacy. He was the owner of Legacy Fighting Championships. And, like, I know him because he started me off as an amateur. Uh, he started me off as an amateur. Like, he, like, he pretty much was the owner of uh, LFC whenever I was an amateur. And he saw me grow through the, uh, mm-hmm. the amateur ranks. I fought my first couple of pro, my first couple of pro fights uh, with – with him being the owner of LF, uh, Legacy Fighting Championships. And then, man, there's actually one where uh, I'm fighting uh, Colin Wright, and you can see uh, Mick Maynard right behind us. Like, he's the guy that's doing the face-offs. Uh, so, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty cool that it all came in full circle. But as we were talking to him, he actually had the same flight to go back to Houston as uh, me and my coach. And we sat down and we talked to him, and he was just saying, man, Jake, Jacob, everybody's high on him. Like, everybody's high on him. He had, like, I think he was telling us that I think during the, uh, during everything that him and that fight ended up getting some of the higher ratings of the, of the night. And everybody on Twitter got the most interactions during that fight for Jacob and Jeffrey. So it, it was all, all, all good for, uh, for Jacob. And then even, uh, Mick Maynard was even thinking that, Dana White was gonna give him a contract. That would be crazy. The, I I thought like, the same thing. Yeah, because Mick Mick was like, dude, this was one of the first times he's never done this. He's like, he's never done this. He's never talked about a, someone who lost uh, after like after the fight. So, so he was like, man, I, he Mick Maynard thought like would thought that Dana White was gonna give Jacob Jacob a contract, but the stipulation right now is that. From everything from what we're hearing from anything UFC is that Jacob needs to stay ready because if anybody falls out, uh, the UFC is willing to call Jacob in to step in. Oh yeah. So like, man, if anything, man, like I know Jacob might have might have lost that fight, but he really won. I agree. He really won, and I really think that 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 he's gonna be a problem for a lot of these flyweights. Both those guys, both those guys, Molina oh, yeah. and Molina and uh, and Jacob. You know, but I'm super biased, so I'm going to say Jacob Silva is going to be a huge problem. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of, um, you know, going in there fighting, because you went in there as a fighter three weeks ago, and then just last week you went in there as a, as a coach, you know, in a supportive system. So uh, tell me, man, watching Jacob fight as, you know, being on the sidelines, how was that for you just as a teammate slash coach? Man, uh, for me as a fighter, man, anytime I'm walking out or I'm stepping in, I have no nerves, man. Like I'm calm, I'm cool, I'm collected. I, like I said, man, it, it's 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 different. But as a coach, whenever you're sitting back and you're being you're uh, you're coaching on the sidelines, there I feel like there's a lot more added pressure to me. Like at least for me, because uh, you know my coach uh, Saul Solis, he's the main guy. Yeah. But I, I'm like, I'm underneath him, but I'm like the. Uh, 
Like he's trying, he Salsa Lee is also trying to groom me to be a really good cornerman, also a really good trainer, uh, as well, because this is the career path I want to take. But you know, I was I was there, and I'm sitting. It's it, there's a lot of I felt like I had a lot of pressure on my shoulders because a lot of things. Like there was a lot of mixed emotions. Like watching Jacob go in there, I'm in the sidelines. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. My heart is just my heart's just thumping. I feel like it can thump out my chest because I'm just watching this guy who I've been training with for so long. Like, like he hasn't, he hasn't been out of the training camp since the beginning of the year. So watching him train and see how hard he worked and just looking at all that long hours that, that he's put in, just knowing that 15 minutes can change his life. And me just sitting back and being like, I've already been through this, but I can't control what he does. I like the, the, the realm of, of like, stuff that's out of your control and that's one of them it's like watching your training partner go in there and possibly get hurt so for me my heart's thumping my heart's thumping and then whenever they're going you know the like you want to make sure that you're giving out the right the right instructions because like if let's just say you give them the wrong instruction and he gets hit and he gets knocked out or let's just say like you tell him to do something do something he ends up getting submitted you know that yet like for me i would be taking full responsibility for it because i gave him the wrong direction i gave him the wrong instructions so there's a like a lot of heavy weight weight of pressure on you and then on top of that you got to know like what your fighter's limitations are you got to i had i had to know what jacob can do and what jacob couldn't do i had to look, take a look back and be like all right cool i also had to judge the round i had to be like hey look you got to push the pace this this uh this time around, this time around, you got to push the pace. You can't stop. Can't let off the gas. I got to, I like, you have a lot of things you have to take into account. So man, it was just a lot of mixed emotions. Cause you had to do so many things at once. And also, also you have to pull yourself back and just be like, it is what it is. You got to make them do, if they don't do it, it's on them as well. Uh, it's just a lot of things, man. <laughs> it's just yeah. a lot of things. So, again, when I was asking about going in as a fighter just three weeks ago, how was it fighting with no crowd, Adrian? Was that something you're used to? Man, I could get used to this, man. I could yeah. get used to it. Man, for some reason, it for me, it helped, it helped me zone in. Like, I looked across the cage. There's no noise. Like, you know, whenever you're in the, you're in the cage, like you, and you got the crowd, you got the people around you yelling and everything. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that are going on. But – Whenever I got in there, there was a weird sense of calm. I just felt like, man, how how can I say? It? it felt like, like back in the like it felt like back in the day where like let's just say, like for for us back in the day, you know, we had a couple friends that just grab some boxing gloves and just put on the boxing gloves and just throw, mm-hmm. you know, no crowd, no nothing. It was just like us as friends just putting on gloves and just swinging at each other. So it almost felt like that. But it's more technical. You had no pressure on you. You just went out there and just did it. So that's how I felt walking in there. Yeah, it sounded like you had fun. I, to me, it was fun. I had a lot of fun, even though I was, I was I, even though I was as serious as I could be. You know, I went in there looking across the cage and looking at Brady and being like, "Man, I'm sorry, bro, but tonight's not your night. I'm sending yeah. you home." You know, that's the mindset that I went in there. But you know, it was it was still super fun for me. Yeah. Well, when I saw you, like, you know, leading up to the fight and, you know, you do research on, you know, your opponent with Brady and all. And I saw his report card and I'm thinking, man, Adrian's is a lot stronger, a lot stronger. And this guy's Adrian's going to knock him out. 
you know, whether it be the first or second, but the fact that you called it, Adrian, you said not, you're not leaving that cage without a contract and you did it. Yeah, man. I, I had looked at his, I had looked at his, uh, I had looked at his resume too, man, but it's one of those things that you just can't judge a book by its cover because you can true. look at it at all times because all those guys that he did end up facing, he finished them. Then even that guy, uh, Martin Day, you know, he's in the UFC and all that. He fought Brady and Brady ended up folding in the second, you know, but I don't, there's only highlights of that clip of that fight. Mm -hmm. So you don't know how he did that whole first round. You don't know how he did up leading up to where he got caught. Then that last fight, he fought a veteran. Uh, He fought a veteran in in overseas in Asia. So, it was just one of those things that he couldn't really judge a book by his cover. So I treated him like he was a world-class fighter, uh, you know, but there was just something that I knew. Yeah. There was just something that I knew looking at him, knowing that I know I could beat this guy. And even on my bad day, he's not going to be able to get me. And just me just being like fully confident in me knowing how, how good I am. Like I literally did this, like I took a step back. And I stopped looking at the fighter. I just started looking at the skill set that he has and the skill set that I have. And whenever I did that, I just saw me being better than him in every single area. So I was, so I was ready for it, man. I was, yeah. I was really ready for it. Yeah. Well, that translates to fun because when you went out there and you performed the way you did, like you, it's from afar, it seemed like you looked very comfortable. Yeah. I was, you know, ready to, you know, all hands, all, all hands on deck. I was super comfortable, man. Like, a, yeah. like it fun. Fun and being comfortable are one and the same with me, man. Yeah. Like if I'm in there and I'm comfortable, it's gonna be a fun night because, like, I'm a I'm gonna have the ability if I'm super comfortable to throw whatever I want. I'm gonna be able to be able to like uh, stuff takedowns whenever I want. It's it's the me being comfortable just opens up a lot more things for me. Well, speaking of uh, having more fun, come October 31st, Aaron Phillips. Oh. What do you know about the guy, man? And yeah, uh, I just know he's a stand-up fighter. Uh, He's gotten he's gotten beat by uh, he's lost every single one of his UFC fights, uh, you know. And I'm just here to give him his walking papers, man. <laughs> I'm here to give him his walking papers, man. He's a tough fighter. He's a super tough fighter. I, I give him that, man. But at the same time, I look at it and I'm just like, I know I have the faster hands. I know I, I have the superior striking. Whether whether people like want to account for his kicks, I, I look at his kicks and they're a little bit slow. Uh, his hands, I feel like they're slow. My hands are faster. I punch a little bit more precise. His his hands are a little bit a little bit more all over the place. But I'll say it like this, man. He's going to realize that I have the superior striking. And then he's going to try to wrestle. And then once he tries to wrestle, he's going to realize those shots those shots aren't there. And when you realize that, it's already going to be too late. I heard you uh, compare him to, um, I believe, to Kyle Estrada, one of your past opponents, in reference to the striking game. Um, can you elaborate a little bit more, Adrian, on that? Well, I, I only compared him to Kyle Estrada because I've like I've I feel that Kyle Estrada is the better striker. Okay. Uh, Kyle Estrada is the better striker. He's able to switch it up. Uh, there's a lot more things to worry about with Kyle, and he was a lot more. He set up things a lot better than what than what's like what it looks like than Aaron, Aaron Phillips does. Aaron Phillips looks like he just Marches across the cage, very flat-footed. Uh, just tries to set up his uh, left high kick or or low 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 choppy uh, uh, leg kick. His hands aren't really that good. Uh, at least me, just looking at it. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but just me, just 
looking at the the hand skills and what I see, I feel like I have better hand skills than he does. Uh, kicks, he might have the power on the kicks, but I I feel I'm pretty diverse and I'm able to kick with the kicker. Uh, but Kyle Estrada, his kicks, he kicks like a mule. He kicks. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like he kicks. He kicks better. He's able to set his kicks up better. He's able to uh, set up his punches better. Like he's a well-rounded uh, stand-up fighter, and I felt. I feel like if anybody matches uh, Aaron Phillips in my past, it, it would have to be Kyle Estrada. But I definitely feel uh, he's not he's not as good a striker as uh, Kyle Estrada. Yeah, well, we're going to see October 31st, Halloween. So uh, given the fact that it is falling on Halloween, um, you're going to dress up? And if you do, yeah. I have the perfect I have the perfect costume, Adrian. Just hear me out, all right? Ask Dana, <laughs> right? But for the most part, given the fact that it is on Halloween, I would recommend you coming out as a game bread, bro. That would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. I would like to come out of Street Jesus and that street, be, that'd be street funny. Jesus. Yeah. Hey so, hey, so the fact that they uh they you know they reference you to his uh his fight style, Adrian, that has to be a you gotta feel like you're on top of the world, man. That's a huge compliment. Oh yeah, man. Just just I said it once, man, I'll say it again, man. I really love really love the comparison, man. It's one of the greatest compliments I've I've received as a fighter, especially like seeing how he is now and seeing like the leaps and bounds that he's gotten better it just makes it makes me feel better that i'm getting that comparison at this stage of his career because he's out there starching guys he's out there uh with the slick boxing you know and then there's that little highlight of him against the cage and kamar ruzman trying to land a strike and he's making him dodge making him miss like he's in the matrix so man it's 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 a really great compliment but also, I had to throw this in there. You know, I'm Adrian Yanez. I'm out here yeah. trying to make, trying to pave my own way. So, you know, as much as I, as much as I really love the compliment, you know, I'm here to make my own journey. Yeah. So growing up, you know, I, I know you're a fan of the UFC. You know, uh, growing up, um, and I heard that uh, Cain Velasquez is one of your favorite fighters. And uh, I remember watching him fight in real life, Adrian, and in Houston, man, against Dos Santos. And, uh, you know, I, I met him before. I think it was a UFC Expo back in 2000, I want to say 11, maybe 2012. And uh, meeting him, hearing your story on him, I couldn't agree more, Adrian. That, that dude is very nice. Yeah, 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 man. I, I, there was, I think it was 2011, and I felt like it was at that, uh, it was at a Nutrition Depot Expo. Oh, nice. That's, that's, where, that's where I had met him. Uh, he had flew in and I'd like, I waited in line like for a very long time just to, just to talk with him. So like whenever I was it, like whenever I actually talked to him, like I actually held up the line a little bit while I was uh, trying to talk to him. Actually, I got the picture hanging up, man. Uh, the one that he signed. Oh, Still nice. Have it. it's, when, it's whenever he's uh, facing off against uh, Brock Lesnar. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Got it right here. Come on. Yeah, this is, this is the exact one. I actually have it framed. framed there it is. And, uh, yeah, so I got it framed and everything. Actually, was a, uh, I was like, good day because uh, that's the same day that my dad, he ended up getting his uh, Marine hat. He doesn't mm-hmm. let anybody touch his hats or anything like that. Uh, he had Cain Velasquez sign it because, you know, my dad was like, you know, my son looks up to you. And if he if he looks up to you, you know, like I'm very like, I'd be honored if you sign sign my hat. It's a military hat. I don't let anybody touch my hats or anything like that. But my son believes in you and everything. So here, and after 
after that, my dad, my dad wore wore that hat to every single one of my fights. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, and another one I wanted to mention um, because you said that you, you you know met Cain Velasquez and all. Um, I remember uh, seeing uh, Anderson Silva. I didn't ever met the guy, but I remember seeing him and the fact that you're gonna be on the same card as him, Adrian. Hall of Famer, oh, man, yeah. one of the best to ever do it. And you're going to be associated to that forever, given the fact that you're going to be fighting on that card come the 31st of October. Oh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm looking at it as a blessing, man, because this, this to me, like, the pinnacle of mixed martial arts is is Anderson Silva. Like, it's yep. the pinnacle of the UFC in the middleweight division. You, you have to look at it and you have to see, like, who's one of the greatest of all time. You look at Anderson Silva. Like the way he he was uh, making people look and everything, you have to consider him one of the best. So, oh, yeah. and also for me, like that was one guy that we're always looking at. We always try to emulate. There was a lot of people after he threw that front kick knockout. Everybody was throwing front kicks. Oh, Every, he, he, changed, yeah. he changed. He was changing the game on a lot of stuff. He made people want to be a lot more elusive mm-hmm. and uh, elusive strikers. So, like if it wasn't for him, I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of people that tried to emulate him, you know, and, and there's a lot of people who still try to emulate him to this day, like a young Anderson Silva. I know at points in times, whenever I'm doing my head movement, I'm always thinking like, man, I think, I think I look like Silva right now. <laughs> so yeah, it, it feels, it feels good. And also, man, it just, it's a blessing, man. Cause I've looked up to him for a very long time and to, to be able to fight on the same car that, that he's going to be on, you know, I'm loving it. Uh, supposedly this is his last uh, his last fight. So if it is, man, I'm just super happy to be a part of history. Yeah, it's crazy how things unfold, right? If you sit back when you're laying down, you're looking at the ceiling, and things just kind of just hit you like, damn. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't imagine, Adrian. Well, like I said, man, I appreciate you coming on, Adrian, giving uh, us some of your time. And But before we let you go, we have this uh, segment called uh, The Final Round. So what we do is we get some fans that call in, and they ask you a question. I'm going to go ahead and let this play. Hey, Adrian, uh, congrats on your contract, man. Uh, I've been following your story a little bit, uh, you know, with your whole dad situation. It's truly inspiring. What would be your dream fight? Uh, who would it be with? Oh, yeah, man. My, my dream fight, man, there's a, there's, there's a couple dream fights, man. There's, I'll name four for you just because uh, I've looked up to these people a, a lot, man. It'd be uh, Jose Aldo, who's now in my division, Frankie Edgar, who's now in my division, Dominic Cruz and uh, Arrive Faber. Those guys, you know, to me are legends. And if it wasn't for them, I we don't know where the lighter weight guys would have been, you know. So as, as much as I respect them, you know, I think it's also, also a type of respect, you know, to share the cage with them. It's a type of honor that only certain people get. And that would be like a dream fight to me because it'd almost be like a – for me, I also see it like kind of almost as a passing of the, of the torch too because – it's just it's just a lot, man. So like I, I really would love to share the cage with them, but also you know like for for uh, for them to be the older guys and of the younger of the uh, the lighter weight classes, giving uh, giving the torch off to the other guys, the the younger guys of the lighter weight classes. I think it'd be really cool. It'd be a really nice nice gesture and a little thing to uh, you know a little thing to share the cage with. Nice, nice, and that was from Phil, right, Hero? Yes, sir, from Phil. All right, Adrian. Well, like I said, man, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, also, I want to thank you for not only being our first uh, returning guest, but also the first UFC fighter on our podcast. So thank you very <laughs> much. 
No, man, thank you, man. Thank you for having me on and continue having me on, man. I'm, I'm down to do this whenever. Yeah, excellent. So real quick, before I let you go, um, give us a, you have the platform. So where can we follow you at, Adrian? And you can follow me at Yanez MMA on Twitter, Adrian Yanez93 on Instagram and on Facebook. You can friend request me at Adrian Yanez, or you can follow my page, my MMA page, which I'm trying to build up, trying to put a little bit more content on there at Adrian Yanez MMA. It's all spaced out between Adrian and Yanez and MMA. So uh, just give me a follow, man. Uh, don't be afraid to message me. Uh, I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to do a really good job of messaging everybody else back, man. Uh, it's It's been a blessing from the messages, messages that I've been getting, you know. So, man, much respect and much love to you all. All right, guys. Well, you heard the man, Adrian Yanez. Thanks for coming on to Punches Podcast. We'll see you all next week. Laters. <laughs>